Hello, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. I hope you will leave today encouraged and enlightened. I'd like to talk a few moments about triumphs. T-R-I-U-M-P-H-S, triumphs, the evidence of faith. What triumphs are evident in your life? You know, faith isn't something you can see at first. The later that triumph or that victory is proof that faith was there because it produced something that now you can see. The story of Cain and Abel in Genesis chapter 4 of the Bible is a really good story. You know, they were aware that their parents made restitution for their sins and their disobedience. They were aware that an animal was killed to make restitution and that their parents followed suit with that. But their son, um, Cain, he doesn't present an animal for his atonement, for his restitution, or his pardoning, if you will. He doesn't even choose his best crops. His attitude is all wrong. He could have, you know, maybe um, taken an animal after capturing it and killed it for his restitution or presented it to the Lord for, for restitution. He could have even gave his brother um, Abel some of his crops in exchange for one of his um, flock, you know, um, an animal from his flock because he tended, you know, animals. He had a herd. So in his flock, you know, he could have spared perhaps for his brother one of his. But Cain didn't do that. He didn't even reach out to his brother for help. His attitude was, was you know, kind of nonchalant. He really didn't um, care. He just threw something together. Whereas Abel brings to the Lord the best of his flock. I mean... It's not just anything thrown together. He chooses his firstborn, you know, the the very first born uh, after he gathers the the flock together, you know, the very first born, he chooses from those. He doesn't choose um, second and third generations. He chooses the very first. And from the very first, he chooses the very best. Um, Not having any spots, any blemishes, you know. He didn't keep the firstborn for himself. He didn't keep the best for himself. And he didn't want to give God leftovers. 
he was truly um, repentant. He was willing and ready to make amends. His actions made him stand out. And you can find that his actions made him stand out because in Hebrews the 11th chapter and the 4th verse, it talks about his righteousness. Righteousness. He was good. He was worthy. He was decent. His motives were correct. So I want to ask you today, are your motives pure? Are your motives uh, worthy of, of the sacrifice that you're giving unto God? Are you giving him your best? You know, that's a question that I ask myself. Am I giving God my best? My, am I using my talent for him? Or am I using it for other means? You know, um, the things that I have, do I give in service to him? Or do I use it just for my own selfish reasons? You know, we need to think about atoning. We need to think about making restitution. In other words, we need to really choose to turn from our sins and seek the Lord and look to Him for our atoning, for our um, pardoning. So anyway, I hope that you have gained something from this. Um, I hope that you uh, will be enlightened. And, you know, feel free to share this podcast. Well, be blessed. See you next time right here on Tea Time with Marcella. Hello, welcome to Tea Time with Marcella. I hope you will leave today encouraged and enlightened as we get into part two of triumphs, the evidence of faith. Just to recap, Abel had an attitude and a decision or decisiveness to give his best to God for restitution of his sins and this was the evidence of his faith that God would not only accept his sacrifice or his sacrificial offering but that um, God would be pleased with him and because of this Abel's example still speaks today of his faith even today he is known for his faith the evidence of his faith was that God accepted his sacrifice and that even from the ground from uh, after his death 
his blood was speaking out. So God was pleased with him. But today I want to talk about Enoch. I want to talk about Enoch. Enoch was a man who really pleased the Lord. Um, He has such a relationship with the Lord that he he was very pleasing to God. You know, in the Garden of Eden, God, every day, the scripture says, he went in the cool of the evening and walked amongst the garden. And he called out to Adam and Eve. I don't know if anyone really thinks about it, but When you have a garden, a lot of people love to walk out amongst their garden. They walk around and they look at various things that's growing. They look at the landscaping. They um, really examine their garden. God was such a person or you know being God he still desired to walk amongst his garden it's peaceful it's cool Um, he's observing his creation and he's inspecting it and he has placed his creation Adam and Eve in his garden and you know when my dad had a garden Um, (laughs) the funny thing is my dad every single day he would walk out and he would look at his garden every single day he would inspect it to see if there were any pests that were eating away at his garden or destroying the beauty of it or eating the fruit (laughs) you know of his garden Um, Whether it was, you know, green beans or tomatoes or whatever it was, he was inspecting his garden every day. And sometimes he would just stand there and he would just look at it. For a long time, he'd just be looking at it. And he watered it every day unless it was raining. Well, Adam and Eve... They disobeyed him. They ate of a fruit that wasn't supposed to have been eaten. And so (laughs) they were dangerous for the garden because, you know, they're like pests. They're bringing destruction to the garden. They're bringing sin into the garden. God has to take them out of the garden and place them somewhere else. And they learn what they must do to stay in um, right standing with God. But it's work now. It's an effort. And, you know, their sons, Cain and Abel, they grew up understanding that they must make restitution, that 
they must um, make they must make an, a sacrifice or an offering to the Lord to gain favor. They have to do something to stay in good standing with the Lord. They understand this. Abel's offering was evident of his faith and his trust that if he did his best, God would accept him because even today, his offering still speaks. His faith still stands out. He was a good man. He was considered righteous before God. The Lord speaks of him as righteous. In other words, he was good. He was worthy. His testimony yet speaks. Well, there's even one that uh, <laughs> his testimony is, oh, wow, it's fantastic. It's, <laughs> it's, it's outstanding. His name is Enoch. Enoch has such an attitude that's that's better than Abel's attitude. He walks with God. He talks with God. His attitude, his faith, his belief and trust in the Lord is so outstanding that God speaks of him and says he walks with him daily. He visits with Enoch so much so Enoch is pleasing to him that he just takes him. He's just no more found on the earth. He didn't die. They didn't find his body somewhere. God just took him. How many of us have faith like that? How many of us please the Lord Make him smile. Make him want to stay and and visit with us. How many of us are so pleasing to the Lord that he comes down and he, he fellowships with us and we feel his presence every day? Oh, wow. Is our faith in the Lord evident? Is it visible? Are there ever times that your faith in God was so strong that at the beginning of a thing, you know, there was no evidence. But because your faith was so strong, later something produces. And because this thing is now evident. It is now visible. It says that person had strong faith. <laughs> oh, wow. Does God enjoy fellowshipping with us every day? Is our faith strong in him? That causes him to come down and enjoy being with us and among us. Oh, wow. <laughs> Hallelujah.
Well, I hope you have been enlightened today. Feel free to share this podcast with a loved one, a friend, or on your social media platform. Be blessed. See you next time right here on Tea Time with Marcella.